Starting now. Yo, 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 we're already hung over uh, about the holidays and we haven't even gotten to Christmas yet and we're sick of that shit already. So we're over the holidays so, already. <laughs> You're, this is the Pot Smoking Mamas podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. A happy holidays to you. I am Sunny D along with my homegirl, Captain J. Hello, hello. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast... Give us a little Christmas gift and uh, rate our show, review it, subscribe um, on all the platforms. And hey, be friends with us on our socials, potsmokingmoms.com. You can find everything and anything there, so upcoming events there, you know, some discount codes for some cool, I don't know, we got a discount code for weed. I never thought I'd yeah. say that. PSM I know, 20. It's exciting. For twenty percent off of, at the flowery, they get free. Support get free a delivery. little mom and pops dispensary here in Florida. If you're in Florida, check them out. Yeah, they're a mom and pop dispensary. We were just checking the the totals for what was sold this week in different dispensaries. Listen, the flowery, you get twenty percent off. And listen, the, lately everything they have is five year, five year. I'm actually that's what I have planning. That's what I'm planning on smoking today. I got some of that. Jet fuel OG from the flowery, straight gas as they say. Straight gas. I mix it up with some peanut butter souffle because I got the little the juniors. It's like the little buds. So I'm I mixed up. It's a little salad of both of those. What nice you, salad. What do you got? I have on? <clears throat> I have a Mac One from One Plant. Oh, nice! Did you get a recent delivery from them? No, I got it last week. Oh, still, you. That's the last, like the very last of my Mac One. Nice. Well, cheers to the the last of the Mac one. If you got it at home, go <laughs> ahead and blaze up. Cheers. Very nice. A little bit later on yeah. in the show, we have an interview with our favorite weed scientists, Dr. Riley and Dr. Miyabi. We always have yeah, fun with that. Yeah, you can say Dr. Riley now. Last time we yeah. had them on the show, she wasn't officially a doctor yet. She was uh, finishing up her doctorate. She was a doctor in my mind, always. <laughs> she was, <laughs> definitely. But stay tuned for that. That's going to be really nice. We always have fun with them. And if you're a patron, you get the whole uncut interview. It's actually the video interview mm -hmm. we had with them of the Zoom. It's all up. It's already up on the pa on the patron on the patron page on the Patreon page. Patrons <laughs> have access to it already. Please go to our, our our Patreon page and sign up for the extras. We're working on a surprise for our patrons. We wanted it to be ready for Christmas. I don't think it's going to be Christmas is like is like now is today is it'll like, be like a New Year's gift. Yeah. New Year. <laughs> but we're working on something special for the patrons. Get over there and, and become uh, become one. 
We also still have our, the link to the Last Prisoner Project fundraiser on our Instagram page. We got a couple of hits on that recently. I was really, really yeah. happy about it. We have some people who already donated. Some of our patrons who are just always on top of stuff. Thanks, Denise. Thank you. But, um, uh, you know, if you haven't donated, like any little bit helps. This is definitely something to um to help those who have been um locked up due to uh, you know minor cannabis for weed, bro, violations. For weed. Yeah, and we just want to <laughs> give back to the community already. Like we were, we want to make it so that we get all those people out of there, but you know, it's going to take some money. So go over there and fund and um and drop some pills. Um especially if you're, you know, it's for the cause. Uh we have also we have a giveaway that we've been running this past week. We will be announcing that winner as well. Stay tuned for that. And we have a um we have a a little vacay coming up. Yeah. We need to finalize some details on that. And Riley Miami said they're interested. I know. It would be so cool if they made us out there. How much fucking fun would that be? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. And we're for sure going to do dinner Friday night, February 11th, somewhere out there in Orlando. We've been talking about medieval times as a possibility. Yeah, I love medieval times. That would be fucking cool. Yeah, I want to experience that. I've never been, so that would be fun. So if you guys are in Orlando or in the area, February 11th through the 13th, please hit us up. Let us know. Raise your hands. We want to see you. We want to hang out with you. Slide into our DMs. Slide over into our DMs. (laughs) So Christmas is happening. Are you ready? Are you you ready? Did you finally get a Christmas tree? Yeah, we put a, oh my God, I don't know if I want to talk about this. <laughs> Why? Go for it. <laughs> I feel so bad about it. Um, so we went to Lowe's to get a Christmas tree, right? And we're walking through, you know how the Christmas tree people have to help you. They have to cut open the tree so you can see if it's a good tree or not, right? Uh-huh. They have to cut the rope off of it, help shake it out. You know, there was no one there to help. And we didn't have anything to cut the ropes with. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to unravel. It was just like a mess. Chaos. And there was no one there. I feel like it's always chaos in those tents. And that, and I'm just like, oh, my God, having to. And I feel so bad asking for help. Even just alluding to the fact that I need help sometimes is so hard for me. That that just makes it so. I get so much anxiety. So what happens? <laughs> so we're there and we were just tired of trying to get trees open so we could pick one out. And there was this cute little tiny tree that was already opened up and it was already, it was small though, but it was nice and full. It was perfectly formed and everything. And my son's like, I want that tree. And I'm like, okay, fine. We'll get this tree. So then we put it to the side and we're sitting there waiting for the guy to come back. Cause there was a guy, but he disappeared. So we're sitting there waiting for the guy to come back. Da 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 da. And for them to like put it on our car and all that. And my husband just got annoyed because we were waiting a long time. And he's just like, guess they don't want our money. Yeah. <laughs> and he freaking is like, let's go. Uh-huh. <laughs> he put the tree in his trunk. And I was like, well, let me go pay for it inside. It has the ticket. What? Fuck no. Please tell me you it did not pay ticket, for the so tree. I, I 
take the ticket. And I start walking to go inside. He already put everything in the car. And he looks over at me. He sees me walking inside and he signals me. He's like, let's go. Hell let's yeah. Go. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm on your husband's side. Okay. Tell me you jumped in uh, and you got a free It's treat. not a good lesson to teach to our son, Miss Steele. You, uh, know what I mean? you know what? I know. But also like there was nobody there. I am. I would have behaved the same way. <laughs> I would have been like, especially if after I went through the trouble, he went through the trouble of like popping it onto the to- top of the car no he put it in the trunk because it was so little he just stuck it in the trunk nice yeah it's a cute little did tree. you have a talk a- with the kid afterwards did you give him a yeah, talk yeah i was hey. like babe you could have at least get let me pretend to pay for <laughs> it you know <laughs> <laughs> hey man you know what though like the system fucks you so much that it's like, fuck that shit, man. Sometimes They're a big company. It was a four, yeah. little $40, $45 tiny you know, Christmas tree. Hey, you do not need to fucking <laughs> excuse yourself, okay? Because justified, all right? Justified. As a matter of fact, you won that day. <laughs> Yay. I don't know, man. Yeah, so... We did get a Christmas tree. It's there. Nice. I, I, I mean, that's great, though. At least you got the Christmas tree. You're feeling it. We put. We actually decorated the outside since we had just gotten our fence painted. All of our, yeah. paint, all of our front, the whole house is painted now, finally. We put lights up and we put, like, little candy canes out front. I'm pretty, we're pretty oh, proud of so our little. Festive. I know. We're proud of our little house. Our and little this is, like, tree. the second year we're not doing it friend gift exchange or anything you know so i don't know just i i feel like because of the pandemic the holidays have all just felt off kilter because it hasn't been the same like i haven't been able to do the same things i normally get to do with my friends my Mm -hmm. chosen family i've only seen my family right right (laughs) i miss our people i know i miss our friends i'm looking forward to this weekend to actually seeing some friends yeah i actually life it's so funny. I we uh I had an opportunity, me and my husband had an opportunity to have a date night, family, you know, took the girls. And we, we went went to a comedy club. Let me tell you something. Nobody everybody thinks the pandemic's over. Like No, yeah. We went sure. to restaurants, nobody was wearing masks, not even the people working there. The improv was pretty fucking packed. Like we were at the very back uh, luckily we kinda know how it works. And we were chilling, drinking, and eating out at this place. And we saw a line around the the show, the the theater. And we were like, well, there's people waiting to get in. Like, fuck that. We waited till the very end. We were the last fuckers to go in. We, I, even, I even sparked it up right outside the fucking club. And nice. I, I felt, you know what? I kind of like felt. Like a flower? Like a, like yeah, a jay? Yeah, I, I had a chillum, a pre-packed chillum from Sotero. Oh. One of those little glass, yeah, one hitter type things, yeah, and um, and everybody was going into the club, so there was not that many people outside. And me and my husband were off to the side, and we we're like, "Oh yeah, let's just like spark it up really quick over here." We had a couple drinks, so uh, he he was. We had a couple drinks, so he was also confident. He was like, "Yeah, spark it up." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> 
I don't. Yeah, I was like, I don't need any more. I don't even need that much. I don't uh, need any yeah. more encouragement. Yeah, right. I was gonna do it whether think, he says so or not. Exactly. Him saying like, "Let's do it," just makes me feel like even better about I it. I married so. the right one. Right. <laughs> I chose the right one. Yeah. So we um I think the opener was actually watching us like he was outside I don't know he was outside hanging out and I think he was looking over at us because like obviously we're just like smoke weed out there it was so funny I was I caught him looking at us and I was because you know you're paranoid a little bit so you're like oh I hope nobody like makes a big deal out of it either yeah dark <laughs> but like but I felt like good like I it, I don't know I I felt like. It is the improv, Empowered. bro. Whatever. Yeah, I've been here. It's a I comedy smoked, club. Yeah, I'm like I've, I've smoked weed be here before. It's like I'm back, yeah. back, back here. So then, it's gonna make it's gonna make your audience more susceptible to laughing to your shit if they're high. I mean, you know, and you drink while you're in there too. But luckily, we got all the way put all the way in the back, which was perfect. It was like, oh, thank God, because I don't like the seating when they make you sit next to people, other people. So, but every bit was packed. There was a lot of people at that show. I was like, kind of like, I was kind of like, damn, uh, there's a ton of people here. And then I would see the bartenders making our drinks and the people behind the bar. And I was just sitting there going, all of their germs are my germs now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt in my company. Uh, you overanalyze it, right? You kind of overanalyze that shit. You really, really yeah, do. Yeah, I, I was overanalyzing too. It was the first time I had been to something like that other than when we went to dab day uh-huh. um well, even but that day was, was like outside. on a little cruise like a little yacht cruise that uh-huh. went through the fort lauderdale little intercoastal you know, the canals they have area. between all the rich houses mm-hmm. and so there was like 150 people maybe on that boat and any of our just... friends go yeah oh nice um jose and nati were there and that's it. Those are the only two that, of our friends oh, that, were, fun. that were there, which was nice. But, you know, I got in my head a little bit because it was the first time I was around so many people. Yeah. And speaking of smoking in public, I also, for the first time, went and got my nails done in over two years because of preparing for the party. It's literally been two years since I've gotten my nails done because it was the last holiday party that we had probably when I did it. And the manager of the nail salon was complaining about some guys in the back behind her salon smoking weed. And and I, she's like, I'm not a narc, but I've asked them several times not to smoke weed by, you know, I guess they smoke right by the their door. That's the exit to the alley in the back. And she says it's the chefs from Dr. Limon, because I went to the Miami Lakes nail salon there. This, and then Dr. Limon is like right next door and they don't want to smoke behind their job. So they like move over down oh, there damn. and they smoke behind hers. And she was like, I'm going to call, you know, she was just going off she's like i don't discriminate i have no problem if you want to smoke just you know don't do it there you know yeah and i overheard and i kind of like i was like she's like uh she admitted to be a can to being a cannabis user but she like said that she was going to call the cops and i was like oh, oh it's kind of yeah cool, you know? did you say that to her i was like you know i i go i, I understood where she was coming from but i didn't think that calling the cops was the right and yeah. I, so I kind of defended them. I was like, I, I use cannabis. You know, I, I spoke up, said something. And that's when she admitted she smokes too. And she's like, she said first she's going to tell their manager. 
And if that doesn't stop them, she's going to call the cops. Has she talked to them? And she says she talked to them before. She says she's asked them several times not to smoke back there. I'm like, dude, why don't they just go smoke in their car? That's what I would do. Why don't she just stick her head out there and be like, I told you to stop smoking weed. They have and just make it be loud and yell at them. I will yell at them. And then that way, that way that I only need to yell at them once for them to be like, yeah, I don't want that crazy bitch to come out here and yell. I'm like, but calling the cops, you're right. I wouldn't. That's kind of calling the cops is like too much. Like just don't, don't get the cops involved because um, oh, they're going to just do the same thing that you're doing anyway, too. They're going to be like, hey, you know, can you guys like stop not do that? What are the cops? Are the cops going to make a big deal out of it? You think? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on who the people are. <laughs> yeah, if the, if I guess. The, I mean, you're it's right, still illegal right. to do that in public, you know? Yeah, you're right. But either they either they give them a warning. It, I think it also depends if they even catch them with it on them, you know? Right. Because they could smoke it, but by the time they get there, there's nothing there. You know, there's nothing right. to see. But she says they're like straight up have bongs out there. <laughs> I was like, they could be a little more discreet. I was like, see, look, that's just irresponsible cannabis. Yeah, get a fucking like they gotta vape. be cool about it. Uh, she, you know, I would be like, I would get a vape. I'll be like, hey, look here, <laughs> just give them this vape and be like, hey, this yes, and then like go to the other thing that blunt or whatever. No, uh, the bong, mm, no. Here, vape. Do that. That's discreet for now. Or like what? Or if you got, if you must fire up some flour, just go do it in your car. Maybe they don't have a car. I don't know. But or here, or what about we tell her to get the little personal air filters, little sploofy, <laughs> the little bamboo one now, the Arulumi with the. Honestly, I wonder why does it even bother her so much? I mean, it's not like her customers are coming in through there and complaining. You know, are her customers complaining about it? I don't, I mean, I didn't notice until I heard her talking about it. Yeah, you never know, what, know. The, what the deeper, the deeper intentions are. She might have other I intentions. Know. I was like, bro, don't be calling the cops, bro. That's not cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. How can you be a cannabis user and be like, I'm going to call the cops and somebody else I know. doing it? But you know what? Let me tell you something. A lot of, hey, listen, a lot of people love to throw, what is it? Throw rocks in glass houses. Okay, and it's fucking ridiculous because a lot of times whenever we have a video back in the day when a video will go kind of viral and a lot of fuckers would be commenting on that shit. A lot of haters would be coming from inside the house. A lot of people who would give me shit. It was so crazy to me. People would be like, oh, yeah, uh huh. She uh, oh, tell me she's not an addict. And then we would get into a conversation and that person would later reveal, oh, I smoke a little bit myself. And it's like, oh, what the fuck then? Then why are you judging? Like, why? It's just like, it's beyond me, but it's so funny. Or the haters that you look and they're following you and you're just like, really, bro? Maybe she was just making a show like she was pissed at the moment because she caught them again. Maybe she won't actually call the cops. But yeah. Don't call cops, bro. Just, just tell them to go do it somewhere else again. Warn them at least. Say, hey, I'm gonna call the cops if you keep doing this. You know, and then maybe they'll stop. I'm telling you, just yell at them. Take their weed and smoke it. 
and just yell at them. <laughs> get a chancla, get your chancleta out. Yeah, get your coa <laughs> out. Go throw a broom at them. Tell them make up. Just yell, publicly yell about it. Anywho, we got one of your favorite segments right here for ya. The nuggiest of all the newses. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's exactly what I had in my head. The nuggiest of all the newses. Yeah. So Malta is set to become first country in Europe to legalize marijuana this week. Hmm. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, let's do it. Yay. <laughs> They're so tiny, too. They're like a little island in the middle of right, right under Italy. It just it's just crazy to me that technically they would be the first when I've been to cannabis coffee shops in Netherlands and Technically, it's not legal. I just don't understand. But uh, Malta is set to become the first country in Europe to legalize marijuana with lawmakers expected to pass a reform bill on Tuesday that the president has pledged to sign into law. The legislation would allow adults 18 and older to possess up to seven grams of cannabis and cultivate up to four plants for personal use. Again, limits. See, everybody limits. Uh, Is there anywhere where it's completely freaking 100% free? That's a good question. Up to 50 grams of what? Because I'm free to grow what I want. Any old time. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe not. I almost used that song instead of I want to break free when I was sharing the last prisoner project thing in our stories. Oh, free falling. Okay, so also up to 50 grams of homegrown marijuana should be stored at home. While there wouldn't be a commercial market per se, nonprofit cooperatives would be able to cultivate marijuana and distribute it it to members. Mm. Possession of more than 7 grams but less than 28 grams by an adult would be punishable by a 50 euro to 100 euro fine without the threat of jail time or criminal record. Minors who are found in possession of cannabis would be referred to a commission for justice for a care plan rather than face arrest. MP Owen Bonici, sponsor of the legislation, told The Guardian that there's a wave of understanding now that the hard fist approach against cannabis users was disproportionate, unjust, and it was rendering a lot of suffering to people who are leading exemplary lives. I'm very glad that Malta will be the first country in Europe which will put words in statutes in a comprehensive manner with a regulatory authority, Bonici, who serves as government's minister for equality research and innovation, said. President George Velas expected to sign the legislation into law by the weekend, Bonici told The Guardian. Cannabis clubs that would be authorized under the bill could have as many as 500 members and would be limited to distributing 7 grams per day to each member with a maximum of 50 grams per month. They could also distribute up to 20 cannabis seeds per member each month. The legislation itself says its purpose is aimed at allowing for a balance between individual freedom and the limited and responsible personal use of cannabis and other social requirements. While there was debate among lawmakers about whether to set a THC limit on marijuana products, they ultimately decided against the notion because you will be creating a new market for the black market, Benici said. 
What we need to do is educate people and inform them day after day. Malta's opposition national party attempted to get parliament's petition committee to hold a hearing after submitting a series of complaints about the legalization proposal, but the panel's chairman rejected that request last week. The opposition party's leader has argued that the Labour Party's government's bill is an attempt to shore votes by advancing the popular policy. Malta, the smallest member nation in the European Union, stands to beat out several other countries in the region where legalization could soon be enacted. The leaders of Germany's new coalition, we talked about, we've reported on this before, Germany. (laughs) (laughs) The leaders of Germany's new coalition government parties announced last month that they have a formal agreement to legalize cannabis and promote broader drug policy, harm reduction measures when they take power. In neighboring Luxembourg, the ministries of justice and Homeland Security unveiled a legalization proposal in October. It will still require a vote in the parliament, but is expected to pass. For now, the country is focusing on legalization within a home setting. Parliament is expected to vote on the proposal in early 2022, and the ruling parties are friendly to the reform. Meanwhile, Italian voters may get a chance this spring to vote on a referendum to legalize personal possession and home cultivation of cannabis, as well as psilocybin mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> over in the U.S., I'm going to have to take a trip over to Italy for these. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, if all these countries get on board, we're ready to go on a European tour. <laughs> oh, what? For real? Hey, man, I was looking at our stats today. Denmark listens to us. And uh, <laughs> who else? Oh, my gosh. Ireland. I was like, really? All of, the, all of these people? Germany, too. Yeah, like, what's up, guys? We're coming to a country near you. (laughs) (laughs) Over in the U.S., there are several competing uh, legalization bills moving through Congress. A reform bill cleared the House Judiciary Committee in September. Another is being finalized by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and colleagues. We've talked about all of those. And Republican lawmakers also introduced a legalization bill last month. Talked about that one as well. A draft bill to legalize irregular marijuana sales in Mexico is also being circulated among senators with top lawmakers saying the intent is to vote soon. Canada and and Uruguay have already legalized recreational cannabis. So stay tuned. But like, it's interesting to see everybody doing stuff and just kind of like paying attention to what there's what kind of limits and what kind of laws are setting you know yeah but I, I that's i'm wondering that's just like a really good question is there anywhere on this planet where it's completely 100 percent no limits like it's just they don't give a fuck it's a plant but i don't think so i think everywhere has some kind of limits i mean i'm sure it's there's crazy. like indigenous areas. oh well, come on that doesn't count <laughs> Like tribes that have barely been touched by civilization. Okay, that's. <laughs> I mean, but there are people too. Like you know, but they, but yeah, probably grow some too, good but shit. They're too. not like big government. You know, they don't have big government ruling a bunch of people. No. There's if it's a remote tribe out in the middle of the Amazon or wherever. You know, I'm sure that they do lots of things that are not legal <laughs> everywhere else. All bets are off. I don't know. 
Well, I thought it like, remember how you were saying if only we had a board that showed all the states that they light up every time they legal? Yeah, I know. We need it for the world. So every little country starts. Yeah, we know that had to be the tiniest little light for Malta. But it will be shining (laughs) so bright. So, so bright. So bright. And all of a sudden, it's going to start leaking out into other countries. They're going to see lights coming up all over Europe. Malta. So St. Louis Mayor. Now we're coming back here stateside, signs bill to decriminalize marijuana possession and cultivation. So the mayor of St. Louis on Monday signed a bill to decriminalize marijuana possession and cultivation for adults, a local reform that comes as efforts to legalize cannabis statewide in Missouri are also gaining momentum. The St. Louis ordinance signing comes weeks after the Board of Aldermen unanimously approved the legislation, which makes it so adults 21 and older can possess up to two ounces of cannabis without facing the civil penalty that's currently in place. It would also make it so that no resources could be spent to punish adults for cultivating up to six flowering plants. Importantly, the measure only affects local policy and does not change Missouri state laws that continue to criminalize marijuana for non-medical use. We are seeing a major, a major shift in the way our country sees not just marijuana, but how it connects to public safety, incarceration, and economic, economic opportunity in our communities, Mayor Tashara Jones said at a signing ceremony. This law will help reduce racial disparities in policing make our city safer and make St. Louis more competitive and hiring for city positions. A newly enacted policy will further permit city employees who are medical cannabis patients to present their state issued ID cards to avoid adverse employer actions based on a positive drug test for marijuana. Police will also be prevented from using the smell or visual presence of marijuana smoke as a basis to conduct or uh, to conduct the search or arrest someone. Alderman Brett Narayan, sponsor of the legislation, said that it's rare that we see so many people from so many different backgrounds unite around a single cause, which is exactly what we have done here. This law represents the clear will of the people of St. Louis, he said. It will allow for our law enforcement officials to use their resources on the most pressing issues in our region, help with labor shortages in our city departments, and will also help prevent our injured first responders from falling into the pitfalls of opiate addiction. Mm. And they say he's addressing that, yeah. Yeah. They're saying, like, there's so much new, there's so many weed smokers, like, our talent pool's (laughs) small. Yeah, for real. Supporters say the legislation is meant to build upon the city's earlier 2018 reform move when lawmakers made it so the penalty for possession would be a $25 fine. The new law repeals local statute allowing for a penalty altogether. Activities that will remain criminalized include providing marijuana to underage people, possessing excess cannabis, and selling marijuana at a property that prohibits it. Missouri voters approved a medical cannabis ballot measure in 2018. The bill signing in St. Louis comes one year after the Kansas City, Missouri City Council voted to approve an ordinance ending all penalties for marijuana possession under the municipality's local laws. In that city, make moves. In that city, Mayor Quentin Lucas and four local lawmakers filed the cannabis measure, which similarly repeals the provision of the Code of Ordinances stipulating that 
Possession of 35 grams or less of marijuana carries a $25 fine, and more than 35 grams is punishable by a $500 fine. They still want to make money off of getting catching people with weed. I know, it's so pointless. What is that going to teach them? Stupid. And what happens is, is if you're somebody that doesn't have a lot of money, if you don't pay that, it probably then becomes like a criminal thing if you don't pay it. You know what I mean? Yeah. What the fuck? Just just stop. Yeah, just making more work for yourself for Poguto for no reason. In September... In September, the city council also approved the measure making it so most government workers in Kansas City will no longer face pre-employment drug tests for cannabis because they're probably hurting really bad. There's like everybody in the world right now for work. Yep. Meanwhile, at least two activist groups in the state are aiming to place a question of adult use marijuana legalization before voters in 2022. One campaign officially launched Signature Gathering last week. Separately, Republican state lawmakers again making a push to place marijuana legalization on the ballot. Republican uh, Representative Shamed Dogan? That's his fucking name? Shamed Dogan. You gotta get Shamed is an interesting Bro, that person. sounds like a fake fucking name. That sounds like somebody <laughs> in Taiwan was like, oh, it I need to make up an like American name. name. That sounds like... Shamed Dogan. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like, you know, my, my daughter's at that age where she's giving the weirdest names, the most random names to her dolls. She's like, oh, th- this one's named Toyo. And that one's named <laughs> Caperio. And you're just like, where did you come up with these names? <laughs> Shamed Dogan. That's his fucking name. It's a real name. <sighs> come oh, on, bro. Wow. Shamed. <laughs> Who would, why would you want to name somebody that? Why oh, would somebody no. name their kid well, Shamed? Were they shamed that they had a child? Like, I don't understand. Poor guy. He's a black Republican too. You looked him up? Yeah, I looked him up. Of course. I wanted I was like, I want to see who's named Shamed Dogan, bro. <laughs> Shamed Dogan. What's up, Missouri? Let us know what you think of Shamed Dogan. Shamed Dogan. I'm sorry. That just is such a ins- insanely strange name to me. But anyways. We're gonna go on for about 10 minutes about that name. Pre-filed his joint resolution last week to place a constitutional amendment on legalization on the 2022 ballot. He introduced a similar proposal last year, but it did not advance. Also last week. Also la- oh, sorry. That's. <laughs> I, I just got so much steam from shamed. <laughs> also last week, a Missouri lawmaker pre-filed a bill to make it so police could no longer use the odor of marijuana alone as justification to conduct searches of a person's home, vehicle, or other private property. They're one of their favorite reasons. They're taking that away everywhere. Good. (laughs) (laughs) They're shamed doging everybody out there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, Missouri's making moves. Go Missouri. I know. Yay. Hold on. Well, St. Louis is like, we're just going to just, we're cool here. And now Missouri all together needs to get with it. We'll give him a Nate dog. Light, light up on the map. We'll give him a we'll give him a Nate dog. We'll skip the yay this time and just give him a give him a Nate dog. Smoke weed every day, day. 
I don't know why he repeats the end like 80 times. <laughs> I'm going to fix that, you guys. One day. <laughs> okay, so our next story is a Mythbuster story. Remember we are going to do Mythbusters we were, as a segment forever? Yeah, the- <laughs> we did it. It's called Spliffbusters. Spliffbusters! <laughs> and you know what, too? I've looked it up on the internet. Other stoners have also used Spliffbusters. <laughs> Spliffbusters? See, the, we're not the only stoners that came up with that. You know, to debunk myths. Something came up on our feed and actually came in, came up in conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, go for it. You're green. So, yeah, yeah. I'm green. Now you got me all so white or gray, does ash color determine quality cannabis? There's a debate across message boards and smoking circles regarding what the color of ash means about the quality of the bud. The argument suggests that if the bud has been properly flushed or cured, it should burn to a near white ash. Darker ash is said to be stained by chemicals or residue from excess nutrients, which indicate the bud is less pure and more harmful to smoke. Or at best, the bud is an inferior product that could have been better if the grower had done something different. Yeah, I heard it's like also pesticides. I had read it like pesticides or stuff like that. Here we examine the points of the debate, whether the debate itself... may have originated where it may have originated and what ash color actually says about the caliber of cannabis. So right off the bat, before we get into this rest of this article, which by the way, you can find on our posts on Instagram, we make a post and we post all the articles that we talk about in case you're interested. But what do you hot guy when you heard about this or when you first briefly learned about this, what were your immediate thoughts, Jay? I honestly didn't give it a lot of thought. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's interesting. You're like, sure. That's interesting. I'm moving along. Um, if, if it gets me high and I'm happy with it, I mean, I've never paid attention to the ash color before. And then I wasn't sure if they were just talking about ash color all the time in general or just when you're smoking a joint or a blunt. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So my brain did the thing where I was like, I kind of was like, okay. It did the thing where at first it kind of validated the argument and I was like, oh, well, I could see how like maybe pesticides and chemicals might like have something to do with like the final composition of what the bud is, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. Maybe. But then... I, I smoke a lot of bowls and bongs and like that's the way I burn my weed. Sometimes, you know, I, what I really love to do is when I have a nicely packed bowl, Jay, I don't know about you, but I like to lightly light the top of the bowl. Like I graze it with the lighter and then I like hit it, hit it, hit it and then I'll, I'll exhale and then I'll go back to it and it's already kind of already lit so it'll like light back up. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's interesting because you kind of see the, how can I say, like the journey of the fire through your bowl. <laughs> I need to get all like, 
I'm philosophically stoner, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, and then what I thought was like, yeah, I mean, it really depends too on well, how you're, how you're firing it up, like how it's lighting. If you're yeah. blazing it up with a fucking torch, like, yeah, you're going to fucking, it's going to be black ash because you're de- fucking demolishing that shit. So then I had, that was a counter idea, right? I was like, okay, well, they might, it might make sense kind of. But on the other hand, like it really depends too. It may there's more factors that'll give it the color. I because, feel like when it's darker, it's because you didn't like burn it all. That's it. Like there's still some left remaining that didn't get burnt all the way through. Kind of no, like when you have like like still greens in there, but it's all charred and it's not going to taste the same. If you hit that shit, you're going to cough up a fucking lung, but you feel bad leaving it behind. I know, you know that kind the of shit? brown, the brown crunchies. Yeah. So, like, I just feel like when it's dark, it's just because maybe you didn't really get to all of it. Mm. There's still some okay. resin or whatever. And then I thought, white. I'm like, well, you have to fucking be burning white paper ash. for it to be white ash. When has there ever That's been fucking thinking. white when I ash? I white ash. I never really get white ash out of my bowls. It's yeah. usually only when I'm smoking a joint or, like, a blunt. Is, is the ash going to be white? Right. I don't know. That was kind of, that's another part of my, I was like, mm, unless you're smoking a joint, that doesn't make sense. But anyways, we cut, we go on to talk about this. Okay. So does flushing affect ash color? Proponents of the white ash debate claim that clean white ash is the result of flushing the cannabis before it is harvested. Flushing is a practice at the end of the growing process when the plants are fed only clean water for the last week or two of their lives. In hydroponic systems, water is frequently infused with concentrated nutrient solutions or salts, which collect or crust around the root systems. And in soil, nutrients can remain in the soil, affecting pH. In both soil and hydroponic systems, excess collection of minerals can lead to nutrient lockout and nutrient burn. Symptoms for these conditions are obvious, resulting in curled or yellowing leaves, but nutrients and other chemicals can still collect in small amounts that don't become apparent until your first puff. Buds that crackle when smoked may be indicative of excess nutrients built up in the plant matter or residual moisture from a subpar curing process. Cultivation expert George Cervantes has argued that has argued in the cannabis about the importance of flushing, albeit for the sake of flavor. Cervantes says nothing about the color of ash. Conversely, Carrie and Kurt Badisher, authors of Cannabis for Capitalists, penned an op-ed in the Cannabis Business Times arguing against the practice of flushing. A 5 to 10 day flushing represents as much as 12.5% of the plant's flower time. Plants do not add mass in the absence of nutrients, so the loss of yield at the height of the plant's ability to produce flower makes this flavor enhancement technique an expensive one. Deciding not to feed your plant for the last two weeks of its life will inevitably reduce your yield, but there's no evidence it affects ash color. What? It just everybody's the ash color thing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how does that even? Yeah, I can't wait to figure find out how people started making a big deal about it. 
who started this? Yeah, because Does I feel caring- like in the stoner community, a lot of these little like, kind of like little debates, myths, little bit, little like yeah, like the, they always kind of come up every now and again for like certain things. Yeah. Does curing affect ash color? Other adherents to the ash theory argue that the magic is in the curing. Curing in simple terms is the process by which food or plant matter is preserved or prepared for long-term storage. With food, this is traditionally done with salt or smoke to control moisture content. The same principle applies to cannabis. Harvested plants are hung or laid out to dry for one to two weeks, but once the majority of the moisture is gone, the buds are collected into a container, usually a jar for home growers for as long as six weeks. During this curing process, the remaining moisture is locked in and and the resulting gases are released at regular and frequent intervals. This is a patient process that allows bacteria to consume residual compounds, which would otherwise harm the final flavor. The controlled buffet buffet also consumes the starches and sugars that mold might establish it. Growers unanimously agree that curing is a critical step in cultivation. It has a profound effect on flavor and smoothness, but there is no scientific consensus that it affects ash color. All right. Well, that theories also out the window okay here we go where does ash color debate come from because why would we even start talking about this shit to begin with the standard for fine ash and the monochromatic scales held to probably crossed over from cigar culture the cigar association of america has even addressed the matter on their own site suggesting that the ash color is indicative of nutrient levels in the soil the tobacco was grown in a lighter gray still being ideal The alleged origin of this concept is that after the U.S. embargo against Cuba in 1962, counterfeit Cuban cigars began to appear in the market. The fake imports, so the story goes, could be distinguished by the darker ash. Tobacco grown in rich Cuban soil was expected to turn white. If this is true, then it may be an argument against flushing if the nutrient-rich soil is responsible for the white ash of Cuban cigars then flushing that soil would be detrimental to the tobacco. Hmm. Conclusion. Commercial cannabis cannabis cultivation is heavily regulated and closely monitored for purity and quality. While it's true that an an organic home operation can produce better bud than the dispensary, the same way your garden tomatoes are probably fresher than Safeway's, The color of ash from store-bought weed is unlikely to tell you anything definitive about the quality of the cannabis. Ash color certainly won't tell you anything your senses of taste and smell don't already alert you to. Mm -hmm. Flour that has been poorly fed or improperly cured also tends to taste bitter or unripe will be unpleasant to smoke. Good cannabis is just cannabis you enjoy. If you smoke if the smoke is smooth and tastes good, then the color of the ash is irrelevant. Exactly. That's why I was like, I've never given it much thought. Yeah. And if the smoke is harsh and tastes awful, then ivory white ash won't impress anyone. Yeah, that's true. You know what? I have bought something recently from a dispensary that's stank so bad. I didn't like it. And my husband was kind of like, um, oh, kind of stinky. Maybe it's like a skunk. Maybe it's like one of the skunky strains yeah and i was just like i'm not i don't want to smoke it and he was like oh all right i'll smoke it 
And he, I have never, I haven't touched it. I smelled it and was like, I don't even want to deal with this ever. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is like the weirdest smelling. It's so but he likes stank. it. Like, well, he'll smoke it. He was like, whatever. He smoked it. I was like, is there anything? And he's like, no, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> My nose was just like, no. Every time I went to open, it, I was like, oh, maybe I should maybe i should break, break some of these nugs i would open it i would i can't help it every time i open my jar i stick my nose in it every you time have to. every fucking time right like at least almost every time i gotta say almost, yeah. almost every time <laughs> but i would open that up stick my nose in the jar and go no no absolutely not i do not want to smoke this shit your nose knows your nose knows your nose yeah. definitely knows. What does <laughs> ash color say about my weed? Probably nothing. Cannabis sold through dispensaries is subject to rigorous examination and regulatory standards. Doesn't mean like don't question it, but you know. These measurements are more reliable indicator of quality than ash color. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably look at it, open the nug up, stick your nose in it inspect it for mold or i don't know stuff like that and maybe and that'll probably tell you something before you get to ash i wish we would have seen this before we had done our interview with miami and riley yeah this would have been a good question to ask but i feel like yeah 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 yeah. we should write it down as a future question for them (laughs) well yeah we could discuss it once again so will flushing improve ash color probably not There is no consistent or reliable evidence that suggests flushing cannabis plants before harvest will affect ash color. Uh, Curing? Probably not. Also, though, curing is a critical step to control the moisture content of your final product as well as preserving it against mold and decomposition over time. What is the difference between curing and drying cannabis? Drying takes place immediately after harvest and eliminates most water content from the plant. Curing takes place after drying and consists of a more controlled release of the last amount of moisture. See, that also has to be done correctly. That's why I'm like, bro, yeah, try to grow your own weed. I I feel like that is like a, a whole undertaking where does the ash color debate come from gauging plant quality by ash color is more common among cigar smokers after the trade embargo uh against cuba why are they bringing that up again they already talked about it i don't know just to kind of be like (laughs) hey remember just look we we talked about this look (laughs) just remember that it's cuban cigars it all came from cuba (laughs) yeah it all happened because of cuban cigars so we didn't want to get the start of the debate have you ever smoked a blunt out of a Cuban cigar? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. It's, it, I mean, some people would probably say that's a waste of a Cuban cigar, but I've done it before and it's amazing. Oh, nice. That's the only way really I'd good. smoke a Cuban cigar is if we dump the guts <laughs> and stick I'm, I'm not it. A, I'm, I don't like cigars either. Yeah, I hate smell. I even fucking hate smelling cigars. This shit makes my stomach turn. Yeah, yeah. Dump the guts and fucking fill it up with weed. It's just, it's really hard because it's just like a real tobacco leaf that you have to try to roll the blood in. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Here, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll roll the "I Love You Miami" uh, no sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Miami. This is just a little blip. 
because we had had a hard time when we talked about this last time. Yeah, this is really interesting. I, you I, know I, what? I got that text message today and I literally laughed out loud. I know. I could hear it. I, I was like, really? I screenshot and sent that shit to you. So I got a text today from Truly that said, attention Florida patients. Due to the confusion caused by the recent changes to the registry regarding flower dispensions, the OMMU has rolled back the change. As a Florida patient, you may now return to purchasing flower as you had previously. We will keep you updated as to any additional information as it becomes available. Hey, it's a good thing I never stopped buying flowers I was re- I had previously. <laughs> Somebody had made the comment on our on our I you know listen, I'm I'm not never going to be like I, I how can I put this? Everybody's always going to know what's up with me. If I don't if we don't understand that shit, we're going to be honest and we're going to be like, "Look, we're going to read it to you. We're going to try to dissect it. We're going to try to understand it. If at the end of the day we don't fucking get it, we don't fucking get it." We, we talked to a couple it. people and they were kind of like they didn't really clarify much things for anybody either. And then it was funny because we got a comment on on the post of like, "Oh, you should know because, you know, what happens if you need to what?" If I need to what if I have to have more flour, if 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 they tell me I can't have any more because I've got my limit or whatever the fuck the term, I don't even know. I don't even understand what the rule was. Nobody understands what it the rule was. It just means like, okay, honestly. you get two and a half ounces in the month, right? Let's say you got your you got your balance. You go the first couple days of the month and you get a couple eighths. So they're like, they calculate, okay, your first couple eighths or whatever was purchased on this day so you could buy that quantity again out of your next two and a half exactly 35 days after that oh yeah so what they were telling you so it'll be little by little taking away from your balance and you can only get that amount again exactly 35 days after that so if you are somebody that buys all of it at once and you did it towards the end of your of your like 35 days and you needed to get again like in a couple weeks not you wouldn't be able to even if you get little by little that shit's whack because what if i want to get shit from two different dispensaries you're going to tell me that i have to wait 35 days till i can go back and get some that's just whack as fuck it's stupid yeah super stupid like they were so they didn't even know how to properly explain it to people that they just gave up on it and the thing i think just like never mind jk jk yeah so fucking dumb figure it out you guys and then it's so funny because we didn't get it we were very honest about like not getting it and it's so funny a couple of you guys even messaged us the, the fact that these people were like sending out messages like never mind and then i was like kind of like okay i went straight through to the ommu uh website because i was like well let me get it straight from the horse's mouth because i saw it from a couple people who posted it some of you guys reached out we had a couple laughs about this bullshit and then i went and i asked you i was like well how did you get this information you said truly texted it to you and I yeah. get, and OMMU has not posted jack shit about it on their website. They don't have it updated on their website. Yeah. It's and, still saying like it's going to be in effect. It's yeah. It's still saying it's going to be in effect. And then it's like, oh, click here for your, remember they had an allowance calculator. I just think yeah. it's so funny. They had an allowance calculator. 
click on the link, it's like 404, page not found. But they can't even fucking, they, so they, so they broke that link, but they can't fucking post a thing that says, hey, update. An update. We've postponed this. Or at least take down the one that's there. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Get it together. Get it together, guys. Yeah, I don't know. Even you so, can even put so some the, stoners in charge and they will fucking get it get it together. If there were stoners in charge, they would be putting dumb rules like that in place. I mean, maybe they'll be a little easier to understand because we wouldn't spend so much time making it hard for people. Anyway. It really was a dumb rule. Uh, so also, new dispensaries coming to a place near you in Florida. Uh, they announced in the weekly highlights that they've approved four more dispensaries an alt med in orange park a sanctuary in fort pierce a sunny side in pensacola and true leave in okeechobee i think the true leave in okeechobee already opened right this is the highlights from the updates from december 6th to 10th all right well congratulations guys it's only been three days since then but yeah, but you know, True Leave, they're like, oh, we got, we got approved, open location, new location, <laughs> like, cut the ribbon every, ceremony. Yeah, it feels like every week there's a new uh, place opening. Yeah. See, look, they even posted about the OMMU thing on their Instagram. Yep, True Leave. Hey, you guys made it this far. We love you so much. And you're going to love this interview. We got a really, really awesome interview with Riley and Miyabi. There are weed doctors. I wish I could say there are in-house weed doctors. I know we may <laughs> we may have a segment coming soon. Where we, we collab. Collab. I hate that everybody calls everything that now. Collab. Collab. Collaboration. Like, fucking just say it. Yeah. Um, we love our doctors, Smoke and Science Podcast. They also have a new podcast too. So if you can't get enough, which of is them, really good, super good, super good. So is our interview. We didn't really have like, look, I'm gonna be real with you guys. We shot the shit mostly. <laughs> we didn't. Well, yeah, have- it was our second time on the show, so it was more like just catch up. I know. What do you got? What do y'all been up to? Right. We didn't really have an angle. Our angle was like, let's talk to the weed nerds. And we just wanted a, a, an excuse to hang fellow, out and talk to them again. Fellow weed nerds <laughs> who are smarter than us. I love that. Because I can get stoned and just listen to them all day. So here we are. Uh, hope you enjoy our interview with Dr. Riley and Miyabi. Also, we went to MJ Biz, and it was fun. It was interesting. It was a lot of I fun. I saw that. Oh yeah, wow. how was that? It was. Um, it was honestly really intense. So I've never been to like a. I've never really been to any type of con, to be honest. Like I, I'm trying to think of like if I've ever been to a convention that like never ever not like, like a, a whole, comic like convention a comic con, yeah, or, or anime like convention or because I've been to no. a lot of those. My husband's a nerd and. We've gone to like that and, you know, they cosplay and all that, which is so much fun. Yeah, like it was it was basically like kind of like that, but for weed. For weed, yes. 
That that sounds like my kind of con right there. Um, yeah, no, it was it was actually really fun, but it was also just like the industry is actually really huge and growing, and that part was cool to see, like you know everything like that. But um, it was in Vegas, and like it's just like yes, a a lot. I've only been to Vegas a few times when I was like much younger. Um, and I still, I liked it though. It was, it was fun. I think it was just like a little, I was a little saturated. Yes. It's extremely <laughs> overwhelming. Vegas is extreme, like overstimulating everything. All so the like sensories. The other, the other thing about con, like if like, if I went to a comic con, I think it would be, I, okay. I, I don't want to say anything super negative because I'm trying not to be like, have a negative attitude about it, but, um, <laughs> I, the industry is like a mixed bag of people, right? Like in the cannabis industry, there's people who don't smoke weed and who are just in it for like money. Yeah, that business. And yeah, and then there's people who are and there's like all there's every range. There's people who don't smoke any weed and are just in a pure business. And there's like a lot of like, you know, that sort of vibe. And then there's all the way to the other end where there's like, um. Yeah, it's just like everywhere in between. I've met a like lot huge of really, advocates really cool to just business people to just you know, yeah, moms like what that kind of, got into it because they're what kind of it. like there's all, all over the map. What do they have though? Is like booths with people? Yeah, so the booths are like mostly lights, grow soil, and then like maybe like vape cart fillers, mm. like packaging booths. Like it, there's a booth for like everything. Hey, Riley. Hi. Hey, Riley. What's up? We're talking about um, MJ Biz and how saturating it was. There's oh, also Riley pulls out this just J that I didn't know had concentrate in it. <laughs> one of the days, one of the days, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Like, it'll help me like walk around and like be more social and socialize. And I was like, not more social. <laughs> yeah. Easy to overdo it with those joints. Those are aggressive. A little too much THC. Yeah, it ended up being, actually, it ended up being a great time. But I was remember meeting people being like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely baked. We also, like, we don't usually use pens, but we both had pens in Vegas. And we were ripping on those, like, in the bathroom, like, literally everywhere. (laughs) I've never, I've never used those pens because I I understand why they're, like, advantageous, but I've just always really been about flour and, like... (laughs) So I've never, I was, yeah, not used to that at all. Actually, like, it's funny. I, like, almost went through that entire pen, and then now I brought it home, and, like, I'm not using it. I have, mm-hmm. like, a little bit. Yeah, I don't buy them because I love them too much. And that's and the thing. I they're so it. convenient that you're just constantly, like, tapping on them. You're Boop, in Target. You're in the grocery store. You're like... <laughs> have you got... But have you guys uh, gotten... Um, do you guys like vaping flour? Like dry herb, yeah. yeah. I I have I've I've done it in the past and like I I I know there's tons of people who really really like it. I just I I don't know. There's something about just like I specifically like joints, which I know is like super wasteful. And um, today I got a yeah. Instead. I had the packs too. <laughs> the packs that one's good. It was okay. It got really hot in my hand. I don't yeah. Know why I just, like, they all tend old. to do that, yeah. though. Yeah, they all, I mean, yeah, I mean. All the, the flower ones, they yeah. definitely do that. They, yeah. they kind of have to. Uh, it's yeah. it's it unfortunate. Yeah. 
but I, yeah. I had a PAX too. I've had a um a Magic Flight. Have you? This is like a while ago, but have you seen those ones? It's like, no. it, it's like a little tiny like wooden box, and you just stick the battery in the side. Huh. And it's it's a really small like tiny. I had one of those for years and years ago when I like was trying to conserve bud. Also, I really so I don't love vaping, but I really really like cooking with ABV. <laughs> Yes, the like, what's left over after the yep. the browned. Really? Flour. Why? Can you tell me why? Uh, MJ used to. You, yeah, I know, it but it's. I mean, you get double use out of it to a certain extent. But why do you like cooking with it? It's such a good. It's such a good high for me. Like it's a really, really good feeling. It's super body chill. Like more like um, CBN. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I would definitely assume, that there's more CBN, mm-hmm. there's less THC. And also, it's really easy since it's already, since it's ABV, you just literally throw it in something when it's done. Like, you make chili, and then you just throw it in chili and mix it up, or you make, like, tacos or make anything, and you just throw it in there, and it, it doesn't taste bad. I mean, like, I, I don't dislike the taste of it. Like, I think it just tastes like oregano i don't know <laughs> yeah. like edibles don't work for me but every time mj would make edibles she uses that um yeah. the leftovers because she vapes flour and everybody would always be like oh these edibles are great you know and everybody's like feeling yeah. it and i'm the only one not but uh, <laughs> so you can't feel them ever even with the abv that's crazy yeah i've never I remember we were going to orlando we went to uh harry potter world and her her husband and my husband all ate brownies that she made and when we got there and they were like, woo, flying high. And I'm like, ah, I need to smoke a bowl before we go in there or something because nothing smoke is happening to me. Need the brownies some, tasted delicious. They were yummy, but soup. nothing's happening here. <laughs> uh, I know you got to eat some mushrooms. They last for longer. In yeah, a, in a I've done that too at Universal too. The first time oh, I went man. to Harry Potter World, I did it sober. It was good. I did it sober. Worth then it? we went to the car and ate chocolate frogs. Because we literally made chocolate. We got a chocolate flour molding, and we made it with shroom chocolates. And then we ate those chocolates, and then we went back into the park and redid all of Harry Potter World That's again. Fun. on a whole That other- is so cool. <laughs> That's legit. so on theme. I'd be Harry so scared Potter. to ride those rides, too, though. It was amazing. Oh, it was my so God. Cool. I can't imagine. Oh, man. Okay, that is on another level, making chocolate frogs. <laughs> I was just like, we didn't nerd out about this before, but I'm also a huge Harry Potter fan. And I know. That is next level to put them in like a little mold and like oh my god they were literally magic chocolate frogs all right we're gonna have to come when we come to florida we'll have to i mean orlando's not that close is it close to miami it's four hours it's three and a half hours we're going in february if you guys want to join yeah we're doing a pasmogi mom's trip moms only adults only only. no kids we're gonna go to disney for like a weekend yeah i've never been to disney as an adult like i think it would be a whole different experience it would be so fun Disney's changed so much since I'm sure since the last time you were there. If you weren't an adult, <laughs> go to Epcot. Yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. Been, I don't think I've ever been to Epcot. There's yeah, been I've so never. many things that have opened there that it's definitely worth checking out. I do feel like they're pricing out middle class families though because they're getting really, really expensive. But that's a whole other conversation I could have like forever. <laughs> when I was when I was little, because I'm from Southern California, we could go for like the whole year for under a hundred bucks. What? Like it was it was crazy cheap because you were like a lo- it was like a local thing. You couldn't go every day. Like there were certain days that were like I'm assuming they were the days that they oh, were blackout busy, so they, days and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, 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 stuff like that. But. Uh, <sighs> 
Disney. Oh, that sounds um, awesome in February. Yeah, the weather's going to be great. Fuck. Over there where you're at, now where we it's going to be perfect. It's going to be like Disney 60 weather. degrees here. Like, it's going to be perfect walking around Disney weather. I have a couple friends. Uh, I have, well, I have a friend in, uh, out in Utah, and she's like, man, it's going to be miserable cold over here. And I'm like, yeah. come on over to Florida. Come <laughs> to Disney with us. Yeah, take a break from the cold. But the last time we had you guys on the show, a lot has changed since then. You guys have your podcast now. You work together now. Riley, you got your PhD. I did. So much has happened in the time. I forgot that was when we talked. It was before, right before. That was pre-Dr. Kirk. Feels like a whole different life I'm living now. Yeah. Completely different. How are you liking it? How are you liking working together and doing the podcast? It's been, I thought, I think it's been amazing. I mean, I never pictured my life at how it is now back when I was in my PhD, like trying to complete it. Um, but I think, I think we have like the coolest job ever. We're able to talk to people about cannabis, about stuff we're extremely passionate about and, um, just trying to like tell everyone all the cool shit about cannabis and just how, helpful it can be we get to work together we get to be on social media i think it's awesome so so when we did the last time that we talked with you guys we were like solidifying the fact that we would work together kind of i think that was yeah i think yeah. if i'm remembering correctly that was like what was going on but we couldn't really say it out loud because it wasn't like nothing was like tied in a bow with like the paperwork signed and everything so that's kind of cool yeah a lot I mean, for me, like, even though we were actually just talking about how, like, social media can be really negative, um, or it, it can have some negative aspects to it, which we all know really well, but, like, meeting people through social media has been really, really eye-opening and finding other people who are passionate about, like, destigmatizing cannabis and also just about being real humans, even though, even though part of what we do on social media isn't all of us like right like you don't ever show like every side there's always like i don't but you still are a real human behind the camera like sharing your personal experience. right like there's a there's like, a different that i know there's some people who are like every personal detail of their life is on and they're like a personality right like they're this person i don't yeah. i could never be i don't know i could never be that person documenting absolutely everything that's hard i can't even you document some things yeah, you got to be able to turn it off and like, you know, just kind of de- not connect with that side of the world for a little bit, live in the moment. It's I think it's so uh, important and we're kind of losing that aspect. People aren't able to disconnect anymore. And uh, yeah, I think it's kind of problematic. People can be like within I think this within a lot of different communities, but the cannabis community as it grows and grows and gets bigger and bigger, like I think people can be really divisive and like really I think critical of other people, especially like those of us that are putting content out there like into the universe, like it's not we are just humans with our opinions, <laughs> like and we're we're just, you know, doing I don't know, just trying to do things for free and for like building the community. And, like, I know like, it's, it's a lot of free work as a creative person. And you wish that people would, instead of saying things in a negative way, just pose it as a conversation that we can have. And then, then social media would be awesome. It would be incredibly educational, but it's often just so combative and 
you don't even like want to answer the questions and it causes a lot of drama. And if, if we just posed the questions differently and our comments differently, I think it, it would be a much more positive space. I know it's so mixed. And then the competition between creators, because jealousy makes people do crazy things. It's insane. It's just such a wide range because you have these amazing followers and, and people and relationships you make and you get like all this great interaction, but mm-hmm. it comes with so much on the other end as well. Yeah. Negativity and, and jealousy and just trolls. And it's and the cannabis community is kind of like very sensitive in the sense that like, right, we do something that although we're trying to destigmatize, it's still you know, under the radar, like it's still like people are still uh, social media platforms are still stifling content and, you know, and to a certain extent, I understand because there is some content that is like fits distasteful and it's a little bit, but it's definitely still stigmatized big time on social media. Uh, Yeah. Riley, you lost your Instagram account recently too, right? Yeah. I was also like calling out people. So that could have had something to do (laughs) with Yeah, but you were calling out people for being extremely misogynistic. Like there I know, was and some like it, I thought it, I I just want to like all I'm trying to tell people is like spread more love. Like I'm just trying to say that message, but like call people out. Um, and then I I think it was probably someone in that group that, that probably reported me. Mm-hmm. But luckily they gave it back, so I'm like I'm oh, pretty good. thankful. So I'm I'm okay right now. Congrats, but it's it's a but it fucks with you. But when it's it gets taken away and then they give it back to you and then they take it. It's like such a mind fuck, man. And then how do you go ahead? And then how do you like how do you gauge your success if you if it's not in the numbers and then you start seeing some of your shit tank and you're just like, fuck, it just it really it really messes with you. Yeah, I, I totally gonna agree with that. It's just like we use it as a business tool too, like for smoke and all, and for our personal brands. So when it's removed for no reason, or for being extremely professional on the platform, or for people like, just being angry, yeah, or for people just and, hating and, on you, like just reporting, to be, uh, which is how we're pretty sure our, we lost our TikTok yeah. account. The first time we lost it was just because of violations, whatever. They right. gave it back. But the next time was a miscommunication with some people that didn't like a video that she did. Yeah, they thought I stole something. And I was like, this is, first of all, it's TikTok. I'm not stealing your content. I'm putting a spin on a trend. And we just so happened to have similar. spin, like a similar spin. We had the same idea. Stoner niche. And we took a a trend. That's what TikTok's built on. Right. So it was this whole, and then I I thought they were, because I, our sound has been used so much that, uh, you know, meme accounts, like somebody else has used our sound and a meme account picked up their video. I have had friends send me that video and go, isn't this your voice? And me be like, uh, yeah. (laughs) Is it the song? Is it the, is it the song? I want to smoke weed. weed. That would have been used a lot. It goes through my mind very often. (laughs) It's so good. Also, just like such a good, such it was like perfect. Right. And so like as a creator, I'm proud that there are people who are using my sound and and getting millions of views. And there's a meme, you know, a meme account. Like, that's my, okay. I have people who can tell that's my sound. Right. It's thankless when you make sounds. But like. 
people who are like, I don't know, there's like a whole tussle in the cannabis community because of jealousy and like. But I feel like that's mostly in TikTok. Like Uh, the whole reporting of each other and all that. People come and hate on your Instagram. If if you have a post that happens because it's hard on Instagram for a post to go viral or whatever, to catch more eyes than normal, right? Yeah, than your followers. If someone wrong, if someone steps in there and starts throwing shade and you fight back because, like, that's the thing, right? Like, uh, sometimes you want to fight back because, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm defending myself. Right. It was a whole miscommunication. Someone came to me telling me that I stole something. But I thought they said someone stole something from me. So then I commented... (laughs) Oh, hey, whatever, man. It's how it goes here. It happens. It happens. Which actually could be a perfectly fine response in the other case. Right. Like, but since, they, they didn't like that. But, right. But since they were accusing me of stealing, then that whole phrase was just not, they were not happy with that phrase. This this exists in like I feel like this this whole thing exists in every in every space where it's like people it you know it's this whole thing about feeling like you get the right amount of credit for like the things that you do or something and I don't yeah I think you I think we should move forward as like a whole community and just be like all all visibility for this is good and it, like it sucks though exactly. but 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 it sucks though because. They have a point to some extent. Like, it, it sucks because everybody's kind of right, right? Like, it, it, it sucks when... Because I saw another TikTok where this lady was, like, really pissed because she was like, oh, p- stand-up comedians who have sounds on TikTok and other people are trying to benefit from their sounds, like, if they were the ones who wrote the joke. I get that. But, you know... It's TikTok. Like, that's kind of the name of the fucking game, really. Like, well, you can't get upset that someone's, like, reenacting a stand-up routine. Like, what? You know what's crazy? It's, like, almost every single video you see on TikTok, somebody's mad at it. Like, somebody (laughs) is mad at that video. Or at least the very popular ones. Like, Like, I don't think I've ever had a video go up where someone wasn't, like... You pronounced herbal wrong. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't understand how anybody could be mad about any of your videos, either wait, wait, of your sh- videos. They're so good and so, like, so informative. Silly. And, like, okay. pur- 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 uh, properly, like, phrased for everyone to understand. That's what's so great. Because I record them 40 times. <laughs> What about, okay, just really quick, a real, real bit, real life talk here is that there are two different ways of pronouncing cannabinoid or <laughs> cannabinoid. All right. Okay. It's cannabinoid or cannabinoid. Cannabinoid. Wait, say it. Can you say it, Riley? What's the second? Uh, cannabinoid or cannabinoid? Cannabinoid. Canna- cannabinoid or cannabinoid. Cannabinoid. And I think since I've said it's cannabis. So, okay. So since it's cannabis, people think that it should be cannabinoid and like that that's like a very strong opinion which i think actually came from clubhouse maybe i'm not sure if that's the clubhouse is just the ones that get mad over it i don't know if it came from clubhouse Clubhouse. but the people on clubhouse are like so pretentious like aggressive about okay i said i think clubhouse is the equivalent of putting a a like stage up in downtown boston with like a free megaphone and it's just like everyone come say your opinion like that's what i feel like oh my god I feel like it's just like a circle jerk constantly in these rooms. 
And, and it's the just, same way, the same thing. What Riley brought up the other day is that it's like often like the same, thing. the same people. Like, yeah. And then after like after you've been on for a month, you're like, so I've heard all of your opinions on the subject. Is there anything else we could discuss? No. Okay, we're gonna just start back over. Okay. Cool. Replay. <laughs> Groundhog Day. So officially, I like I've always said cannabinoid. Um, but that's because I come from studying the endocannabinoid system and that's the way that that's pronounced. Like people think like, it's endocannabinoid <laughs> system too. I swear. And, and perhaps I'm so also to be fair, like I was educated by very specific people and they happen to say endocannabinoid. It could be that other people say endocannabinoid, wait, cannabinoid, endocannabinoid. But like for me, it's just easier to say cannabinoid. I've mostly heard people say cannabinoid. Like that's just I think it's like tomato tomato or potato, I just potato. try to avoid saying the word because I always feel no. like I'm saying it wrong. You remember we had every time you guys say I cannot stop thinking back in I don't I don't know, I wanna say maybe season three or something, we had a segment Cannabinoid do 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 cannabinoid do 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 and then we would talk about the different cannabinoids and we were trying to sing it we're like how is it we're like which way is it well we we didn't we like uh didn't oh chisholm doesn't didn't dr chisholm alex from uh tiktok uh tell us when we we had her on the show a long time ago yeah and she would say it like that and then we were like okay so that's how you say it yeah like that's how we will say it from now on. Okay. Yeah. Take notes. Yeah. I mean, I think Alex say is. cannabinoid. Wait, well, how does Alex say it? Now I'm like cannabinoids, right? Now, I, don't I don't remember which don't way remember she said it, but Alex I do remember it. when she said it. She's like, oh, we're like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I don't remember which way now. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to pay more, pay more attention. Go back and listen. <laughs> we gotta li- go back and listen to that episode. So, but this is. This is another reason why they're like, even with it. So then it's like our, the cannabis community is super divisive over certain, over certain things and certain topics. And then within that, the like scientific community is also really divisive and like judgmental. And it's, it's like a whole, there's this whole like double stigma thing going on that I think is interesting when we're really just all like working towards the same thing kind of but not really like some pieces like some people in the industry want to see cannabis be like more pharmaceutical and then some people want to see it more like natural products like and it, i think either mm-hmm. one of them has a place like i feel things. like all of them have every like everything exactly. they all have a place right so we don't have to like demonize like we don't have to demonize one side any, but it's like because like the whole plants like, over pills like they're like oh why are we gonna turn it into a pill but like, isn't it like also to like natural paths against everybody um, you know standard medicine too those two fight yeah. all the time about stuff <laughs> yes yeah yeah like traditional medicine right yeah absolutely right. i i honestly i know a lot of people think this but i think it should be like a human right to have access to all plants and fungi that are naturally occurring like, how is that 100%. not? That doesn't make sense to me. I I mean, I think that it's, I, I think that we should just decriminalize everything and treats and treat substance use as like, you can treat substance use disorders and treat like, so everything, if you're on a drug and you commit a crime, 
everything that you would have been doing that's a crime already has a crime for it. Like if you're yeah, like if except for maybe driving under the influence, that's probably the only thing where it's not a crime if you're not on drugs. Yeah, if you're sober, but like it's not let, a crime. yeah, exactly. But like let's just say you're like on drugs, like sitting on a park bench, like looking at the grass or like watching the sidewalk. Like you're not doing anything wrong. There's nothing that you're doing except for like possessing drugs or being on drugs. I don't actually and think ruining that your own a, life. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. and right, potentially risking or putting negative detriment on your own life. I don't think that that's like a criminal problem. 100%. I think that's like a community problem. That's like a mental health problem. That's mm-hmm. a like support system and like I don't know lifestyle quality of life education problem. problem. Like, yes, they should not go to jail for that. Well, they just get it's, help. A, it's also yeah, we talk always about like the resources situation. You know, open up the resources, right? We want to get people who are in, in, in locked up for nonviolent cannabis crimes. We want them out because obviously that's going to further cannabis world. Like because those people, if you're making money off of it, you, they need to get out of there. You know, we need to readjust our or that. You know, evaluate that. But like also to like, I don't think I don't I don't think defund the police, but I do feel like we do need to w- rearrange our resources because there's certain scenarios well, that it's cops not defunding. It's not like we're taking all their money. It's just right, like some of like, that money. Let's put it into other resources, like you're yeah, saying, yeah, or like yeah, uh, uh, social social services. Like you know, sometimes yeah. uh, sometimes we need people to the de- de- to bring down situations instead of cops with guns. That's like you know, I don't know. Yeah, it should yeah, be social yeah, I mean, workers. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. We're all agreeing with what she was just saying at the same We're time. All it like, should be like yes, social yes. workers. It should be like uh, non, you know, um, military, militarized uh, help to go help in a mental health situation. Yeah, like that's that. not. Well, it's like a, it's definitely a skill. Like de-escalation mm-hmm. is is something that can be taught. It's a skill. It's also something that certain people are are better at because it's something that could be really scary if you're not educated like if someone's on a drug and like freaking out or overdosing and like you don't have experience with de-escalation or with those drugs specifically right Mm -hmm. then it's something that can just like continue to escalate it's yeah i think it's a i mean in terms of like the human human right aspect of being able to access things and choose to do put things in your body, I think everything should be viewed in terms of like relative, um, like relative benefit and relative harm, and that like I, it's easy I think for other people to judge other people on what's right for for everyone else when like and this is like an example with cannabis where you know there's a lot of people that would judge like. I, anyone who uses cannabis regularly or uses it daily and genuinely I believe it's for my health and it replaces a lot of medications that I would be on otherwise. And it's not perfect, but it's a choice because it's this relative, it's this relative thing. And I think it's so easy to forget that like certain people don't have access to that. Cause I've always lived in like a legal state or not always, but um, like California went med in 1996 and then I moved to Massachusetts the year that it was passed, even though nothing was like open or. Yeah, you've been yet. in pretty good states. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in Georgia Valley and Florida. Uh. <laughs> so it's like easy for me to forget it. And I, I forget it often. And then what you were saying about people still being in prison and being in jail. And so like, because 
weed now is so much stronger, like because we have so much more T if we're actually just talking THC, like there are people that are still in jail right now for carrying around like the equivalent of like a pre-roll. Yep. Or, or like, you know, and it's like that, that to me, I think is, it's just it's complicated because that's it fucked takes, up. The people yeah, are like yeah. watching the jail cell are probably going home and smoking a doobie every night, and it's like that's our I system. Mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how are you gonna like? The only way to really change that is by you know is to to advocate for these things to happen, and it's just it's. I I don't even know where to begin because I only did a short, like there was only a short period where I was like trying to get involved, at least in, in decriminalization specifically, um, which is still going on here in, in Massachusetts and, and elsewhere. Also, there's a big movement currently going on for decriminalization. They just uh, introduced a bill here in Florida to decriminalize all illicit Everything, drugs. Everything, yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, in Florida. So Cambridge. I don't yeah. I don't know if it's yeah, going to make it very far, but it was just introduced. It was just yeah. like, not this time, but the, the conversation starting and mm-hmm. that's a huge and step. Ma- Miami's I mean, been having a lot of big psychedelic conferences and stuff like that and events like t- psychedelics are being talked about a lot down here. That's great. I mean, the more we talk, the more people ask questions, the more education people get, whether they know they're getting the education or not. And then over time, more and more people are going to try it. They're going to go, hey, that was actually really okay. Like, it wasn't scary. It was helpful, whatever. Going to keep spreading word, et cetera. We're going to get there. It's just, you know, this is the beginning for sure. But I mean, I'm talking to more older people that are using psilocybin or using cannabis, like more people than ever. I think that is so promising uh, just to see kind of the word get out that there are benefits and it's not scary as long as you, you know, take your time, know your dose, you're around comfortable people, you know, what your first times it's, it's good. It's it's safe. I feel like other, well, so cannabis is like the least toxic to my, like to my knowledge. And I'm assuming it's it's like the least toxic psychoactive molecule or drug or plant that we found. There's no acute overdose for cannabis, right? Like you can't actually um, die from acutely taking too much THC or CBD. But the next safest thing out there are the psychedelics. In, we were like, talking, in contrast. How, how the hell is salvia legal? Is it legal? <laughs> you know, okay, you know why? I feel like it's legal because no one has a good time. <laughs> nobody comes no, back the market really is like plummeting. what is is that it's another like dry herb that it's like a hallucinogenic when you smoke it yeah yeah but it's like it's actually i didn't um, try it's actually it. sage you know like yeah cooking like, sage oh like, is that what it is well no 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 no. it's not the same it's the same family yeah of, of plants. yeah it's like it's they, like a yeah. herb it looks like a dry herb they concentrate it and yeah then, you Sell them at like smoke shops, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's where mm-hmm. I bought them a long, long, long time ago. I haven't seen. But it don't recently. they have they have that other stuff? What is that kratom stuff? Kratom or have you seen oh, that? That's an that's an opioid. Uh, I I have some of that actually. I've I've, tried I've had the tea a few times. Oh, you tried it the tea? Yeah, the kava. How about the? There's also the. Kava. Oh, I've tried kava kava also. That's that one's different too. Those are lactones. So like it's. These all of these natural products, I think it's really, really interesting because they they mimic these other molecules. They're not exactly the same, but like they do mimic the other molecules that we know, and so they can have like somewhat similar effects. Like 
Um, I don't know if it's Kratom or Kratom, but it's an opioid. It's it's like similar-ish to opioids, but it's different. It has it has other properties, and you have to take like it's. I think it's more in terms of like, I guess like it's more medicinal in in terms of like the the level of effect. It's not like as strong um, of a extreme like painkiller. I think it's more on the lines of like can help your pain like better than Advil, maybe depending on your your pain. I think type. that's a, like again. I'm going to say kratom because I've heard kratom, kratom, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, I've heard kratom is extremely good for people who have irritable bowel syndrome. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know the mechanism there. I mean, it could be opioid receptor related, but I always thought that was um, kind of interesting. I've had multiple people tell me that after they've taken it, that their symptoms were relieved. Well, I know it could just be the plant. Is yeah. it people use it to get off of harder drugs too? I, I've heard, right? Yeah. 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 It's like, again, like this reduction of harm or this idea that it would, that to be completely sober, you have to be like a hundred percent sober, I think is like just not correct because everyone has a journey. Just out here raw dogging life. <laughs> Come on, guys. You can't be out here raw dog in life and acting like everything is cool, right? I mean, there, oh those, does that exist? Well, though, I feel like those people, they're, they're getting their high elsewhere, you know? Like, I, I mean, not saying that there's, there's potentially there's one human out there or something that's, like, perfectly fine without some other sort of, like, vice or something. But, like, people just have their other things that they do or whatever, like, that are – more socially acceptable, like drinking. Yeah. It is one that's or like really- they have their own other ways to get their, you know, serotonin fix. They're like, you know, collectors and they're, they obsess about something or, you know, there's different. Or Jesus, maybe <laughs> for some <laughs> people. Gambling, gambling, gambling. is that's like a bad a, one. Uh, working out is one. People like who are like intensively into work. Yeah, it releases a lot of endorphins. Out. It feels good. Yeah, but like, that also kind of goes hand in hand with like uh, eating disorders. So, like the it, whole it, it, obsessive yeah. compulsive with the working out and stuff. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I think it's like I've definitely struggled with that in terms of like I used to be I used to be an athlete, and so so much of my life was like constructed around working out. That then when I stopped being an athlete, that was like a huge. It was a huge struggle. Also, this is a total tangent and not related, but the idea there's there's a huge population of stoner athletes. It's like very yes, very common. It's common. I feel like it's in- incredibly common as like a recovery. Yes. But, but also, I think because it's like it's just that chill factor mm-hmm. where it's like and not only it not out. only de-stresses you, but it also also helps you re- recover, like you said, from pain. Also, because of the pain, it helps with pain. Like football players, they they get beat the fuck up yeah, in a game. Football and players to go home and smoke a blunt or smoke something to help relieve that it, it helps them. Yeah, there's right, early again. evidence that it helps like concussions, um, that it helps recovery from TBIs and concussions. And that made me feel really good because I've had a bunch of TBIs <laughs> when I was younger and I was like, oh, good. <laughs> it's good, though, because at least I was like, you know, smoking up. <laughs> like had that at least a piece of that. Where like, did the whole myth that like smoking weed kills brain cells like that's not what happens. Like, why do they say it kills brain cells? Why? I think why? it's. 
I think it's from a study that shows that it slows them down. I think it comes from, and I'm not positive about this. I don't know what you think about this, Riley, but I think, I think it's because the endocannabinoid system in general decreases. It's inhibitory. Mm-hmm. Like in in general, the system inhibits other other brain cells from firing, not killing them, but it like decreases the amount of activity in your brain in some parts of your brain um it decreases like spontaneous activity um which is why it's great for seizures and for anxiety for and you talked about that like when you when you talked about the pain episode that you did on the podcast like how it slows and it goes opposite right yeah exactly yeah Yeah, Yeah. spot on that's dope (laughs) oh my gosh that's perfect yeah it it goes in the opposite direction Uh so i think that it was misconstrued from the research because i think i think it was intentionally misconstrued i was gonna say i think it's propaganda um, how that started because propaganda really fucked everything up the the way that the media like controlled what people thought about it's like, this is your brain. This is your Cannabis. brain on drugs. Well, end. and everyone's seen the <laughs> melted into the couch picture, right? I mean, yeah. just that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, and I mean, I've me, been there. We've been <laughs> well, there. I was going to say, I've that way before. Say, like, of, but... course, of course. But I mean, we're always happy. We're always getting things done. But like, yeah, I but think they're scared just, of that. They're scared of just because people that's chilling that's on one the couch. Experience, like, does it mean on. that that's every experience of cannabis just because that happens sometimes when you have cannabis where you feel like you're just kind of like in the couch you know how they say uh doesn't mean that every experience with cannabis is like that yeah no, and also those end up being good experiences one of my <laughs> me and one of my like best friends were talking about it the other day and we we're like remember that time we went to the party and both of us just sat on the couch for hours and didn't speak to anyone for hours and then left uh, and had a great time and yeah. felt great the next day like yeah people watch yeah. and you're just like i was totally guy on the couch early 20s when i would get too high like <laughs> we'd be like all night smoking i would eventually be the one passed out on the couch and they'd be like, all right guy on the couch let's go like waking me up when it was time to go no so they wanted they wanted it to say that it like killed off brain cells or made you dumber um i think that it's like I think it's because there's some evidence with against like memory and it's making you slower in general. Um, it's not always a bad thing. Whenever, whenever we talk about decreasing brain activity, like that sounds really negative to be like, mm-hmm. oh, it decreases brain activity. That sounds super negative. Some people need their brain activity yeah. to decrease. <laughs> exactly. <me. laughs> like I was just going to be like this one. <laughs> like... A hundred percent. And like, I, so I also get the question often or, and we like on TikTok, we often get the question of like, when is too young to start smoking or what, you know, when, which I feel, which I feel is young people trying to make excuses for them. Like trying to feel, you know what I mean? Trying to get a validation. Hello. 17 year old me found us on the internet (laughs) (laughs) and I was smoking. I smoked weed when I was 17. Yeah. People would be like, Oh, you guys, I "Mm, I wish you were my moms. (laughs) Wait, exactly. well, they think we would guys, let them smoke like, weed and be like, no. And then I, I was, a lot of kids, I'd be I like, oh, we would still not she, let you smoke she weed. didn't start until college. <laughs> yeah, I was like 18. I mean, but I like, yeah. I what you said, like 20. You tell someone like this is a good age that to start smoking weed. Now as a mom, I kind of want my kid to wait until like early 20s. That's not going to happen. I know it's not. <laughs> but, but 
my they my, might be sick of our shit and be like, oh, we just so stupid, man, and dumb. My mom, that's, that's fair. The, the the hope I have is that he's been growing up around it, and it's something that his mom and dad has been doing, and it's not like this thing that he needs to try that is like so Sneak taboo and, and yeah. like he's like oh my my parents do that all the time like it's no big deal you know so they may he may wait who knows i'd be like you better yeah. not be smoking no shitty weed <laughs> get your weed from me okay i'd be like i'd find the weed and be like hey you're grounded and i'm smoking it so <laughs> i feel like you should just be like that'll be that'll be it for until you're 18 or I, you know. I learned it from you i learned it from watching you Remember that I'll one? Like, Do you yeah. remember that one? Do you remember that commercial? The dad. <laughs> yeah. The dad has this? a joint and the kid finds, finds a joint. And his, I learned it from his, watching you. Yeah, and then he yells at him that shit. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> so h- how do you guys like the podcasting life now that you have your own smoke and science? I got to say, I love the format. Like that you you like you have a topic and it's conversational where you guys are talking about the topic but then you have the chime ins where you like elaborate on certain things and the, i was like that is so cool like how do you go about like putting an episode together do you guys like pick a topic record together and then listen to it later to do in those those you write those well first of all shout out to miyabi because miyabi does literally all the editing and they're amazing at it so um, good and the music, the intro music and stuff. That's all Miyabi. The music is not me. The music is my wife. But oh, Lane. <laughs> but yeah, the, the music is Lane. But yeah, I do the I do the editing for the the production like, is so little, good. Like, it is it, oh, it sounds you. great. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, but we like we don't we are so unorganized with like topics and stuff. We'll just yeah, be like, we got it. <laughs> man, what do you want to talk? What do you want to talk about this week? And then we'll just be like, oh, this is a good... Or like, oh, we should have this person as a guest. Okay, so we should do this topic to fit that guest. Like, it's kind of just what is relevant at the time, what we feel like doing. But we're kind of doing like a little revamp where we're going to try to get really organized and actually have a method to the madness. So hopefully uh, in the future, it'll be a little bit more... It'll make a little more sense. What yeah, order and, we do things in? And when we when we look into, we will be in touch when we look into doing something on pregnancy and moms. Yes. Hey, man. I mean, it. I feel like I I feel like it's podcasting is it it's like an evolution because you start you have to start somewhere. So the be, the beginning episodes may not be what. You know, our first episodes into, do not sound like what our episodes. No, now are. and you and you try things. It's so weird. You try different <laughs> so things. Weird. It's fun though because you have you know you could do different. I don't know. Yeah, you can you, you can test different um, different segments out or whatever. Like whatever you you know. Um. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know what's really fun about it is not worrying about being censored. <laughs> Yes, you can yeah. say and go on I know, as long the, as you want. See, but this is the thing. You can curse. Yes, 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 yes. But first of all, I would love to get into the world of video podcasting. It's just like, what kind of editing would that go? And with the cameras, right? So it's like, it's I, a whole other you don't, level. right. You want to do more every time, you know, you want to get more, but... And, but where are you going to find your audience? You can't just make a podcast and think that people are going to just magically show up and listen. You well, have their to audience like came recruit. from TikTok. Right. But you have to constantly be recruiting more people. That's ears. why we made our TikTok to literally 
promote our yeah. podcast. That's how oh, we that, started. That was really I mean, smart. it was like a it was like a supplement because you know we would go on lives and then be like, hey, go follow our Instagram, like be more connected with us, and that way, you know, they take TikTok away, which they fucking did. Uh, <laughs> so sad. Wait, can you like join? Just like restart an account, we could. Yeah. I mean, but that we can't use our same name. That name's gone. Right, you have, have to be like name. you have to be like Pot Smoky Moms too. Right, yeah. OG. <laughs> yeah, some bullshit. <laughs> the sequel. Yeah, that is or it could so just be PSN podcast. And you know what? And but and rebuilding is 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 really frustrating too because you don't catch yeah. those same waves and you lose interest. And I'm just like. I hate the pressure of it, too, because, you know, you want to do it. You want to keep your thing active, but it's like then you have to start. How do some people post like six times a day? They don't like I don't understand. I'm trying my damnness to get one out every three days. But those are usually like little silly little posts. What you guys create is like like top notch content with great information formatted and explained in a perfect manner like that takes a lot of time to you know i'm assuming yeah it takes you add a lot of time you add you value to together. yeah uh, it's, it's not just like you know a little lip sync to a trend or whatever <laughs> yeah sometimes they look fun like, they are they are fun I've, tried. I've made my attempt at those ones but they don't turn out that <laughs> turn out that good um no but so that realm I, I like podcasting because i like to i like that aspect of like putting like more detail into it because I feel like 60 seconds is short. Also, mm-hmm. it, 60 seconds is long for a TikTok, it's really should be in the 40 second range, right? Like, totally agree. And like, I always say, like, we are trying to give educational information, but we're not going to just drop like a crazy amount of science with no background. It's mm-hmm. so much easier in a podcast when you can be like, all right, like, let me introduce the subject, why this is important, how this relates to cannabis, blah, blah, blah. And then you can finally get into the nitty gritty. TikTok, it's like, hey, let me tell you about this extremely niche thing in 30 seconds. And yep. it's it's a lot more difficult than having the time to, like, properly explain it and go into the details and then Miyabi has such a different perspective than I do so I get to get their perspective and listeners do too and it's just it's a lot more dynamic than just TikTok and like your face and that's it (laughs) I've only had the opportunity to hear the first two episodes because I don't get to listen to podcasts that often it's only like when I drive and I work from home so I don't drive that much anymore and like when I take a shower the, the only time I have to myself that's not work or with my child. So, uh, but don't do that. Don't take away the chime thing. I love that little like chime in where you like elaborate on something you just discussed and then you chime back out and it comes right back to the conversation. I really that started that. on accident because we kept forgetting <laughs> to say things. And then we were like, I like, we it, need though. a way, we need a way to like beep in. <laughs> it's like, Oh, you, you, it's like you have a natural conversation, but then you have like little scripted parts where you just kind of like come in and give like further information on that, whatever that subject production is. value. It's good. I like it. Yeah, it just yeah. makes, little it makes it out. so we can like mess up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. Oh, by the editing. Way. Listen, podcasting is great too, because of editing, <laughs> we <know>? do mess up. <laughs> we do mess up. Yeah. Like, Doing this something and being like, oh wait, what? Riley goes, bleh. <laughs> oh yeah, my like just like 
my reflex is just to go bleh. So, <laughs> so we have like a million takes where we'll be talking and bleh. <laughs> it's like a, re- it's a reset. A, it's a palate cleanser. I say the word absolutely all the time. <laughs> like Miyavi will say something and I'll be like, absolutely. But like 10 sentences in a row. And I'm like, oh, damn it. Listening to it. I'm like, this is so annoying to listen to me talk. So now I'm instructed to cut out. Cut out the absolutely. Why don't you just listen? You know what could help? Well, you know what could help? I used to do that when I started working at a call center. I uh, started sounding like Ace Ventura. I would say, all righty then. I don't know why. I just (laughs) I started saying all righty then. And I heard myself uh, like the recorded and I was just like, oh, it was cringy as fuck. So what they did, they 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 wrote out a bunch of other substitute words, and I kept it in front of me. So anytime <laughs> I had the urge to say "alrighty," then I would like look at my list of words, and I wouldn't. I'm doing that. I'm going to do that. I mean, it might probably work. You know, that's a really good idea. I need to do that because I've realized that I like there are there are certain words that we try to avoid, or that each of us was saying that we avoid and. My word that I avoid saying is normal. I don't like calling anything normal because I don't. I don't think anything is normal. Like oh, I don't think any yeah. human. I don't think I any you. human is is normal. Yeah, like and what is Riley, normal? Normalized right. cannabis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then Riley says Riley wants to avoid the word obviously. I hate the word obviously. And I, I like. When people are like, obviously, there's, you know, this many planets. It's like, that is not obvious to a lot of people. <laughs> like, don't, don't use that no, word. I to- and I totally agree. And now I'm like hyper vigilant and hyper aware. <laughs> when I say obviously, like, so You're much. Like, oh. so. But it's been, no, I'm, ob- no. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. No, but it's been, I mean, it's been interesting. I, I'm enjoying it so far. I think we're, we're planning on like, on doing a little thought of like going back and looking at the ones we've done so far and then, yeah, evolving into like, and this was like test run. And then we're going to try and do like now, like a serious like set where we plan out like a little more. And it's like, it's very convenient because we already video chat like multiple times a week. So now we're just like recording it and uploading it so it's <laughs> it's it's effort to do it it's a ton of effort for Miyabi to actually you know edit it and make it something that's enjoyable to listen to but as far as like planning out the content that's not too much work because we tend to go on tangents too of things that we find the most relevant which at first we were kind of trying to prevent but then we were like, you know, this is why people are listening to the podcast. We we can embrace this to an, to an extent as long as we stay relatively in the same domain that we we're trying to. And that's been kind of cool to be able to take those tangents. As long as we can steer back eventually to whatever topic we were originally on, which sometimes doesn't happen. And we're just like, how did we even get here? <laughs> like the first time we recorded with you guys and we yeah. took like two and a half hours and you're like, this is way too long. <laughs> but you've gotten better at like bringing it back to like, you yeah. go on the tangent. Man, and that's bring it right practice though. To, that is to what you were talking about. But yeah, back to the major call control. There. Yeah. Major, you, know? you, did it, you did it quite a few times during this interview actually really well yeah <laughs> i was like yeah they brought it back to you we're... guys are starting to be very professional <laughs> oh they are professionals it's oh, a it, yeah you guys 
you it's a knock out of the park, you know? And I mean it's just gonna be fun to hear it evolve and hear you guys evolve. It's all this it's exciting because you know, you get to see other people too entering the um industry and like you get to see them grow too. So this is a really exciting time to be like into cannabis because it's like right in the cusp of becoming legal and it's just starting to really blow up and branch out and i just love how genuine you guys are about like we're two scientists that not only got your your degrees and your doctrines in cannabis um uh was it pharmacology right we're both pharmaceutical pharmaceutical scientists. scientists there we go um uh but also being so open about also being common everyday users, like you consume cannabis every day. So that that's like, it's, it's, it just, it's just further destigmatizing and just showing that, you know, you can be a academic that's very well educated and has huge goals and consume cannabis on a daily basis. (laughs) I think people really struggle with that intersectionality though. Like I think that's, (laughs) part of the reason why we get a lot of pushback. I mean, I've gotten hundreds of comments of this chick's never smoked weed in her life or, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> or that we I'm don't, like, or that we don't look like we smoke. I know. And I'm like, what yeah, does it just mean? I'm not what does it literally look smoking like blunts on camera every day. doesn't mean that I'm not using cannabis. And I, I just think it's so weird how like it can be so judgmental from that end because it's always coming from the other end where people are like oh she smokes weed she's a stoner and now it's like she doesn't even smoke weed she's not even a stoner and it's like <laughs> how did this happen <laughs> both sides both, both both sides of it i mean you get the other side too where like there are some people that think that i'm sure think less of us for for it also for being yes, openly daily consumption <laughs> consumers, like yeah, just I, it's it's a hey, bias. people will people will judge everywhere, right? But for it's anything, everywhere. so exactly because if it's not that, it's something <laughs> else. So who cares? Like it's whatever, so either you get it or you don't. And if you you know, like you don't have to smoke it to support it. Exactly, no, that's true. Although if you do smoke it, like I automatically. In my mind, I'm like, we're probably more likely to get along. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, <laughs> it's just, so just statistic, just statistically, just like, more, more you'd be a whole lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our very heartwarming interview with Riley. Maybe we hope they come with us to our, our trip to Orlando. That would make it even a hundred times better, even though it's going to be amazing. That would just be a cherry on top. That would be great. Um, if you want to connect with them, hit them up on their socials. Inst- they're on Instagram and TikTok. We found them on TikTok first, but they're also on Instagram at Smokinol, uh, at Canna by Chem, and then at Miyabi PhD. So check them out. I'm sure you've already checked them out. And Science. I, I I listened to it on my podcast app. I listened to podcasts on Google Podcasts, and I was able to find them easy. I just typed in "smoking science" and they came right up. So I'm sure most platforms have it. Yeah, for sure. Apple, Spotify, Anchor, the regs, probably the regulars. Yeah, hit them up. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you, f- listeners. 
for listening to us and thank you for our sponsors. Sorry. Uh, thank you for our sponsors. No, that's a burp there for a second. I burp like Britney Spears. <laughs> Whoa, fucking balls. Fucking balls, eh? She turns kind of Canadian there at one point. Fucking balls, eh? I'm like, fucking balls, eh? But I feel for her because I'm like, well, I don't want to make fun of her. Because that's what got us here in the first place. But like at the same time, fucking balls, eh? <laughs> Patrons, thank you so much. We appreciate you for existing. You guys brighten up our worlds. Uh, you keep us going. You keep us going. You feed the beast. Yanni, <laughs> Destiny, Lauren, Jesse, Christy, April, Shelby, Denise, Liza, Natalie, Meredith, Terry, and Angelina. We love you. Thank you. Hey, you can also become a patron. Don't be jealous that we're throwing all the love and shouts to them. Add your name to that list. Become a patron for early access to episodes, additional content, full uncut versions of our interviews, Zoom smoke sessions, vacations, holiday gifts, <laughs> <You know. laughs> extra attention. Subscribe, rate, and review, and share our content. Potsmokingmoms.com. You guys are the best. Uh, we hope you have an awesome Christmas. As we're airing this, is this, we have one more show before Christmas, right? Yeah, we have one more show before Christmas. Okay, we have one more show, but we're getting, like, I can feel the Christmas in my bones, you guys. Yeah, she's literally wearing a Christmas Santa hat I'm wearing right a now. Santa hat. You can't I mean, see it. You can't see it. She's wearing a Santa hat. We're pumping. We're pumping the holiday tunes, you guys. Okay. So we'll we'll be singing carols at the next at the next one. Should be exiting with "All I Want for Christmas" uh, Mariah Carey with how Christmassy you're feeling. We'll do uh we'll do Bob's bongos, but I'll sing <laughs> "All I Want for Christmas" while we go out with our theme song. <laughs> is we <Bye>. <laughs>